This is Real Ghost Stories Online. I recently moved into my sister's home last December, mostly due to the spirit of the little girl. Pretty positive it's only making itself appear as an innocent child that resides at my parents. I wrote in about the little girl and possibly another evil dark spirit that's taking over my parents' house, the one who woke me up and my husband from a dead sleep one night, and had done so by flicking water on her faces and me getting hit in the face as well as strange sounds of something walking around my bed at night and hearing it mumble. I could hear its feet shuffling on the carpet as well as our brand new puppy barking outside my bedroom door the day I pretty much banned it from my room, spiritually, and with the help of salt and sage. Being at that house was a prison sentence. I had become extremely depressed, turned to substances to put me to sleep, so I'd be in such a deep sleep that I couldn't hear them tinkering and walking around the bed or the house. One day I just noticed that this thing was preying on me and sucking my soul away. I started noticing that no matter who started living there, this thing or multiple things got a hold of them and they became negative and it made their lives turn dark really fast. I know it sure did me. I even found myself contemplating suicide. And if you knew me, you would never in a million years think I would think of such a thing, let alone start planning it. I was and am now again a happy look at the bright side glass half full life won't get me down gal. So I decided to leave and moved into my sister's house for a couple of months until the apartment attached to her house became available. And I haven't looked back to that prison home, not once. The moment I left, I felt a wash of peace and confidence and pure happiness wash over me. The happiness that I hadn't felt in the last four or five years I lived there. I told my parents and sister that's currently still residing there that they need to watch the way they think and pray and bless the house constantly because we've done everything to be rid of the evil entities that dwell there with little to no luck probably 20 times in the last five years i worry about them living there and i've noticed their constant negativity it's not looking good for them i'm afraid for their well-being what may happen to them while in that property anyway this begins and leads me to my latest experiences. Since moving about 30 miles away, I've rid myself of those dark entities, like I said, but I do have new ones that have visited or have attached themselves. I must say, I think I might have accidentally brought on some of it. The first day I moved in with my sister's house, mind you, there's only been one owner there before her and her family moved in, and it was her husband's grandparents, and I knew this would likely feel their presence every now and then. They not scare me, but somehow I think there's something evil that is there as well. My husband and I had a room downstairs in the kitchen TV area, which was completely comprised of the original wood flooring. It was directly above our room, and due to the material, we could hear every tiny movement or shuffle upstairs. On several occasions, I'd hear the front door open and shut, and then footsteps of multiple people entering the home. I'd walk upstairs to go greet my sister, her husband, and or niece and nephew, to find that no one was home. The door would be shut tight and bottom locked as well as a deadbolt. The first time this happened, I thought, oh, hell no, the evil spirits of my parents are better not have followed me. 
but I knew it possibly couldn't be those spirits because I wasn't getting the tight feeling in my chest or the severe anxiety and feeling of absolute dread that always followed that came with the entities at my former home. I asked my sister about the incident and she said she believed it was a relative of the husband, the one who built the home and his wife. They did after all die here. I don't know if this gave me comfort or not, but it happened several more times and I never felt threatened. I'd simply just turn back around and return to my bedroom every time this occurred and would carry on with whatever I was previously doing. But one night it was different. I was home alone. My husband was at work until 2 a.m. and my brother-in-law and sister and their kids were out in California at Disneyland. I was coloring in an adult coloring book, one of my relaxing hobbies, and heard the front door open upstairs and shut softly, followed by heavy footsteps, like a man wearing work boots walking across the TV room into the kitchen area. I paused what I was doing, put the TV on pause, and listened as I continued to walk around on the wood floors above my head. The way these footsteps sounded, I immediately panicked, wondering who was in the house. These footsteps sounded like they had weight to them as they stomped around the kitchen. This made me extremely nervous, especially because my husband wasn't due home for another two hours and my sister's family wasn't due home for five days. And no one else had access to the locked and deadbolted front door or any part of the home. I began to panic, imagining an intruder walking around upstairs, wondering if the intruder knew I was down there and how I was going to get out of the house if it was truly someone who wanted to physically harm me. My heart began to pound in my chest as I tried to figure out the best route out of the house and my truck out front. We didn't live in the best neighborhood, I must add, and an intruder is quite possible in South Salt Lake. The bedroom window was not an option due to the bars on the outside of the windows, and if I opened my bedroom door, I feared the intruder might hear me, and I might be in even more danger. I decided to grab my pocket knife that was sitting on the nightstand and sat on the carpet with my back pushed up against the door. There was no lock on my door. I also extended my leg and put my foot up on the bed frame of my bed, which was perfectly placed so I could push up against the door with one foot and push my back against the door, barricading myself inside the room. As I clutched my pocket knife, I heard the stranger open the baby gate, the baby gate at the top of the stairs, which led to my room. As they started to descend down the 13 stairs slowly, a bit of weight at a time, on each step I could hear them creaking. I wanted to scream, but I just kept quiet and pressed myself even harder against my door and bed and listened to the sound of the heavy boot-like steps as they stepped one by one down about five stairs. I could now hear what to me sounded like a windbreaker, jogging pants, or a jogging suit, that swish-swish sound that they make as a person stepped three more steps down, and I was terrified. It stopped right there, only several stairs to go to the outside of my door. I was holding my breath, now afraid the intruder could hear me breathing. When I couldn't hold it anymore, and as my muscles began to shake from how hard I was pushing myself against the bed, I had to let my breath out and I wondered, why is the intruder just standing on the steps? I heard no further movement, so I hurried and grabbed my phone and was prepared to call 911 if he stepped one more step closer to my door, but nothing still. I texted my sister, asked her if she was expecting anyone home or if anyone had a key beside my husband and me, and she replied, no, why? And I told her everything, and still, I heard no retreat of footsteps, no doors shut, no swish, swish, the windbreaker type material. I was wondering if I was going crazy. Finally got the nerve to open my door, pocket knife in one hand, phone ready to press send on the 911 call I had 
pre-programmed in if I had to. I opened the door slowly, peeked around the corner, and there was no one standing there on the steps. Absolutely no one. I really started thinking I was losing my mind as I went up to the stairs ever so cautiously and to throw the baby gates into the front door. It was locked and deadbolted still. I searched the house, not any sign that anyone was there but me. But how? This was so real and all the things I heard were so real that I honestly didn't know how there wasn't someone standing right there on the steps as I opened my door. This wasn't the cute old couple ghost. This was something else. And I still think about it to this day. I wonder if I'd gotten enough sleep or just lost my mind for a good minute. I don't know, but after that I started experiencing other noises and sounds in the home other than what I call the good little couple who was just carrying on their daily routine. And so is my sister. A couple of months had passed since the intruder incident and my sister and I went on this cute little antique store but a mile from the house. We walked in and immediately I got a tightness in my chest, a feeling. I tried to ignore it, so I continued. We looked at all the cute, unique things the store had until I walked around a corner and there was this mask. It was handmade, and I hope to God it wasn't really made of what it looked like it was made of. Oh God. But it was called a hip bone mask, and it looked like a human hip bone. And it gave me chills all the way from my toes to the ends of my hair. So I passed it in a hurry and was picking up these items in a chest-like old messenger bag and military bags. I'd seen something green and rubbery under one of the messenger bags, and I picked it up, turned it around, and it was a damn gas mask, like used in a war, like World War II in Germany. That's what I thought of it anyway. I threw it down, but at that moment I had this urge to get the hell out of there and get as far away from that hip mask as well as this creepy gas mask. My sister wanted to keep looking. I tried to be strong and stay with her, but I only lasted maybe three more minutes and I told her I'd be in the car waiting. She, of course, called me a name. It was fine with me. I wanted out. I had to get out of there. That night, I had the most gruesome nightmare about a man wearing that gas mask as he was cutting the torso of a woman and pulling her hip bone out. He put the gas mask down and put the bloody hip bone over his face and then I looked at the body, and it was my hip bone. My husband had to wake me. I was screaming in my sleep so loud that even a couple minutes after waking me up, I was still hysterical. My sister ran downstairs to see what the hell was going on, and I told her about the dream, and she apologized for taking me to that store. Even admitted it gave her the willies, too. After that incident, it seemed the noises in the house became more frequent and louder, and not the sweet old couple kind. I started imagining things standing behind me and spinning around real quick to nothing, then wondering if I saw spirits in my mind's eye or if I just had an extremely paranoid active imagination due to the nightmare and being afraid something followed me home from the store. One night after I had moved into the old apartment next to my sister, she called me and asked me to come outside with her to smoke like we do so many nights at all hours. When I got out there, she looked really freaked out and I asked her what was up and she said that she was in her room studying for her midterms and she heard a long scratching noise at the end of her bed going across her bed frame. She said it took all she had to run out of her room into the outside. She's also told me, like me, she can't sleep in complete darkness even in a deep sleep, even if the TV is turned off or something. We wake up in a panic. Yes, we're adult women terrified of the dark. 
She said she sees in her mind a hand coming out from a closet reaching towards her when it's dark, and I asked her why she doesn't get a curtain or something to block her long walk-in closet. She said because she's afraid that if she did, she'd see it being pushed out as if someone or something was pushing it forward towards her from behind it. I said, okay, no curtain then. She also claims sometimes to hear banging coming from my apartment, but when she comes over to talk to me, she finds no one's home, which freaks me out a little. She said the other night she heard someone or something coming from her son's room down the hall from her room. She said she just thought her son had gotten out of bed like he sometimes does, but as she opened her door to stare down the dark hallway towards her son's room, his door was closed and she saw a figure crouched down in a position I can only describe as an umpire position like in baseball. She said she shut her door, said the Lord's name out loud, and said it wanted she wanted it out of the house. It was not welcome. Then opened the door back up and nothing was there. As she ran down the hall, opened her son's bedroom door, found him fast asleep. I keep telling her there's something else here. She thinks something might have followed me from my parents, but I think it's something new because it feels evil, yes, but not like my parents' house. It's a different feeling, like it's a totally separate identity. I don't know. It's weird. What do you think? My story doesn't end there, though. Weird experiences continue. About two months ago, I'd gone out about 4 a.m. to return these scooters. I charged for a little extra side money to their drop-off zones downtown. And after I dropped them off, I usually pick up more to take home and charge to drop off the following day. Well, the way it works is you go to the company's app. It has a map. It shows where the scooters are in various parts of the city and how much you'll get paid once you charge and drop them off. Well, I'm not too familiar with West Downtown Salt Lake, and I had chosen to go pick up this scooter in a part of town I wasn't familiar with at all, but it was paying a little more than the others. So I put the address in my GPS and was following directions to the scooter. I pulled onto the street and said it was on, and the bubble location shows it's at the end of the street on my left. So I drive down, and I do not see any scooter. I rang the little alarm it has for you to locate it, and nothing. I noticed right where the scooter's GPS was saying it was, was this tiny house that looked a little worn down on the end of the street in the corner. On the sidewalk besides, it had about 30 tall Catholic-like candles burning. And I'm wondering, what is this? I get out of my truck, walk closer to this house, still not seeing any scooter, and I'm like mesmerized by all these candles and curious to what it's all about. I get closer. I'm at the edge of the sidewalk and can now see that on the side of this house it says R.I.P. Crypt for Life and had all these pics of young men that I'm assuming lost their lives due to gang violence. I mean, you can tell several people had been there in mourning because the candles obviously, as well as on the curb, were there and several beer cans that looked like several people were sitting on the curb reminiscing about their friends or loved ones having a beer or two. I, too, had been standing there for about five minutes when I remembered the scooter and didn't see it anywhere and remembered that I wasn't in a safe neighborhood. So I hurried and got in my truck and took off, forgot about the scooter. I decided to head home. This scene had put me in a funk. I wanted to go home and get in my bed with my husband and kiss my kids. Feeling blessed made me think of the day when I might lose someone in my family and it made me feel extremely heartbroken. So I'm leaving downtown and getting on the freeway to head back to my house. But as I'm driving towards the freeway, I kept seeing it's like a flash out of the corner of my right side outside the passenger window. Almost like when a bicyclist drives by the side of your car as you're sitting still at the light or something. That's 
What reminded me of it? I kept seeing it up until I got on the freeway. I didn't see it anymore. About four exits from my exit to get off, and in the distance, there's a semi-truck in the furthest lane on the left of me, and a big white lifted Ford truck behind him and me. They were the only ones on the road except for a little way back. I could see headlights in my rearview mirror. So I'm driving alongside, singing to my music, but in the back of my mind, I can't get those pictures and the candles out of my head. I turn up the radio to distract my mind from it. Then I look up from the radio about a mile ahead of me. I see this animal jump the median. I couldn't immediately make out what kind of animal it was, but it was bigger than a dog, but ran on all fours and didn't have the gait of a deer or anything. I squinted and what I saw, I don't know how to describe it, for reference, I'm fully awake, not dreaming, and not on any mind-altering medications. This animal wasn't an animal at all. Imagine a human running on all fours, but they have extremely long legs, and it makes it look like the back arches up to create like a sway in the back, if that makes any sense. This is what I saw running across the street, but a mile ahead of me. The semi must have seen it too or seen something dart across the road because next I saw the semi slam on his brakes, but the Ford did not. I see only one set of brake lights and it was the semis. So I had to slam on mine as well and bam, the Ford rear ends the semi, all the airbags deploy front and side. I can't see anything or anyone inside. I'm pulling over to the right of the accident wondering what the fuck just happened and being in the medical field if I should get out and see if everyone is okay, but I couldn't. I was in shock at what I just saw. Did that really just happen? Did the semi see what I saw or am I seeing things? My mind sometimes plays tricks on me at night when I drive, but I do have 20-20 vision. So I sit in shock. There's no movement from either the semi or the truck, and now I'm scared. Did everyone die? I grab my medical kit from behind my seat. I always carry this in my vehicle for moments like this. And as I'm getting out, I didn't notice the headlights that were behind me driving on the freeway were actually a highway patrol officer. And he told me I should get back in my car. And he called EMS and they're close by. And I told him I had medical experience. He said for me to go on and get back in my truck that it could be dangerous because the semi looked like it was a gas truck. So I did what I was told out of my truck, buckled up, drove away, trying to see into the truck, but the deployed airbags prevented me from seeing anyone. I was praying they were alive and going to be okay, but honestly, I don't know what happened. I looked it up the next day, but I couldn't find any accidents at that hour on that stretch of freeway. I reported on it anyway. I took this as good news. I hope it was anyway, but I don't honestly know for sure because I couldn't find any information. I still think about it a lot, like what brought me to that house. Did some entity follow me from that house and if so was that what i saw in the road ahead of me in the semi in the ford truck did the semi driver see it too or did he slam on his brakes for another reason did the person or people in the ford truck live die were they alive but severely hurt it drives me nuts that i don't know any of these answers but then again i don't know if i really want to know the night that accident happened my sister texted me and said that i had a visitor outside my front door I said, what? It was about 1 or 2 a.m. I, thinking, who the hell would be here that late? And then she said, not a human visitor. That scared me. She said, I get a good feeling from him. She told me the next day it looked like a tall cowboy standing with one foot up against the siding and leaning on the wall, but he didn't move. Only looked like he was guarding my front door. I kind of blew it off until two or three nights later. 
I was sitting outside around midnight having a cigarette, and I caught this tall-looking figure with a cowboy hat leaning against my siding by my front door, but only out of the corner of my eye. I looked straight at the spot and couldn't see him. Didn't feel any bad vibes. Actually made me giggle. And then the next day, one of our friend's uncles was over, and we were all outside in front of the house talking. When he stopped and said, I just felt like someone was behind me right here. And he pointed to the exact spot I had seen the figure. And my sister also said he had seen him there as well. Looked at my sis and gave her a look like, what the hell? But about a week passed and I didn't see this mysterious cowboy again. But my sister said one night she was outside and she saw in her head the cowboy guy at the end of our long driveway and said it felt like he was okay. And said the words, I'm leaving now, goodbye. No one has seen or mentioned anything about this figure or spirit again, so maybe he did leave. But why was he there in the first place? I didn't connect it until last night when I was talking to my sister about it. He appeared after I saw all that and the accident. Maybe just he was there protecting me from whatever I saw that night. My sister said maybe it was a guy in the truck and maybe he did pass. I'm bewildered about the whole situation. Does it all connect together all the way back to the antique store? My life has always been haunted. I wonder if more answers will come my way soon. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.